Hi, welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's topic, well, first topic, comes to us from a few different people. We're going to talk about the new Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Yeah. So here we are again. Well, we've never talked about Spider-Man trailers, because the last incarnation of the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, uh, came out before we started podcasting. It's true, yep. But we're at a third incarnation in the last... 15 years? Since the year 2000. The we've year had 2000. <laughs> we have three Spider-Men. Yes. And three Peter Parker Spider-Men to yeah. add on to that. Like, it's not it's not that we went to Miles Morales or one of the other Spider-Men or a Spider-Man clone or something. No, it's Peter Parker every time. I didn't realize that there were more than just the Peter Parker Spider-Mans, but... Okay, well, you know why Don Glover might be in this? Because he was petitioning hard to be the new Spider-Man to convince them that, hey, why don't we do Miles Morales, who is from the future and then comes back in time, and Spider-Man is like a Puerto Rican, African kid. Okay. I haven't read a lot of Spider- I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, so I don't have all the details for you on that line, but yeah. Oh, interesting. So that could be, like, this could be his step into getting- becoming a new Spider-Man? Is that- yeah, or no, are this, I think is this, this her is way just, of being like, hey, we know you wanted to do this a lot, but you're Lando Calrissian, so right. why don't we'll throw you this in the Spider-Man, and maybe he'll do something else later, or maybe, but he is almost getting too old to play sure. Miles Morales, yeah. so. Yeah, no, that that does make sense. Okay, well, that, Unless okay. they do an older Spider-Man, finally, but. Right. In any case, here we are, it's the third Peter Parker in 16... 16- 17 years, because this comes out July 7th, 7-7-17. Yeah. Yep. I don't know anything about what's Tom Holland, uh, okay. the guy who plays Peter Parker Spider-Man. Like, he didn't really do much. No, but he's, he is... It's age-appropriate casting. Absolutely. Like, if you're sticking Peter Parker back in high school again, then... Tom Holland's perfect for it. Yeah. He looks like a high school student. Absolutely. Uh, I actually stopped at one point in the trailer when it was, P.S., we're doing the American, American trailer, yeah. not the international trailer. So it's the one with the MGMT song mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. But there is a shot in it where he's back in school and he's in the hallway, and I paused it just to point out the fact that, like, this actually looks like my high school. Yeah. Like, and, like, it- Dave went... Dave is from a smaller town, so the, not the same sense of diversity, but I was a feeder school. Like, I was, people from all over sure. Central Alberta came to mine. Yeah. So we had that kind of diversity in it, and they actually cast a high school to look like a high school. Yeah. I might be from the whitest town in Alberta, so pretty Maybe. close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of diversity, but as far as, like, the different looks, like, it, you had kind of the, the gothy... I don't want to call her goth because she didn't look like a goth, but like she was kind of wearing black and had the black lipstick and just kind of like the yeah, more of an emo goth. Yeah, than goth. Yeah, yeah. But you had just like you had the jocks and you had the the nerdy. Like they were all just kind of there, and it was just a good cross section of what you would typically see in a high school. I feel like if we walked into a high school for some reason, or if I was still hosting high school improv tournaments mm-hmm. and I walked into a Calgary high school, that would be what it would look like. I, and I like that. Last year, the year before, I taught a couple workshops at a at Winston Churchill High School right. in, in Calgary. I remember that. And I walked in. It's just like, yeah, that's that's exactly what you see. Yeah, is that sort of di- diversity, not just cultural diversity, but diversity amongst interests and just people yeah. in that in that school, which so, was nice. It was nice. Um, 
I think he's a really good casting choice as well because with with Tobey Maguire, he was not cool. Like, I've never thought about Tobey Maguire as being a cool guy. Well, Spider-Man's never supposed to be cool. Well, and this is my issue with Andrew Garfield. I felt like, I like Andrew Garfield, and I, you know, I wouldn't say, like, he's the cool, but, like, he just seemed like he was too cool to play Peter Parker. Yeah. And I think that was my issue. Like, I enjoyed those... Those Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man yeah. movies. Yeah, they weren't bad. I enjoyed them, and I'm a I like Emma Stone, and I love sure. Dennis Leary, and like, oh, yeah, there right. was yeah. So there were some really good parts to. I've only seen the first one, but I there were some really good parts to that first. That might affect why you like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man more, because two is a bit of a mess. But I don't. I still prefer the Tobey Maguire. Fair, because I think Tobey Maguire was better suited to play Peter Parker than Andrew Garfield was. We just have to ignore the third one. Sure. So if we take Spider-Man one and two of Tobey Maguire and the Amazing Spider-Man one, yeah, with Andrew Garfield, right? And we put them up with Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland is a lot closer to Tobey Maguire than he is to Andrew Garfield in terms of coolness. Exactly. Sure. Yes. Which is what you're looking for when you're playing when, I mean, at the, that beginning scene when when he's foiling that bank robbery. Yeah. And at the end, after it, there's a nifty little fight scene there, and the guys yeah. are coming at him, and he uses his web, and he you know he dodges the couple punches while he's hanging from the ceiling, like it, and like uses the one guy to punch the other guy. Like there's some some cool it's little moments. It's and it looks like Spider-Man fighting. Yeah. Yep. And at the end, he says, "Oh, that was cool." I think right. Awesome. Awesome. Who that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's totally something that nerdy Peter Parker would say. Yeah. I'm buying him as a teenage Spider-Man. Absolutely. For what that's worth. Yeah. Because, and But they also covered that nicely in Tobey Maguire's, where it was like, yeah, he started in high school, but we immediately moved into the J. Jonah Jameson working at the Bugle taking pictures. That like, We moved to that yeah. quickly, and I could buy that. Sure. Whereas this seems like it is entirely still high school Peter Parker. It sure seems like it. Yeah. Although we were wondering, like, because I asked you this, Spider-Man, Peter Parker lives in New York, right? Right. And I mean, at the end, and I mean, we'll get to that at some point, but when he's, like, one of the last shots is him, well, Sean called it the Jesus Christ pose, and I said that it was him doing the Iron Cross, but he's holding the Staten Island Ferry together. Yep. So I was like, okay, a bunch of it obviously takes place in New York. Right. But then just randomly, like, there's the Washington Monument. Like, oh, all right. Well, he could move around. He could. I just... It's not that far, is it? I don't know how far like New York four is. four hours? Is Three it? hours? That East Coast is so crazy. Like, I know it's like six from Wash- or from New York to, to Philly. Okay. But I don't know where... And that Maryland thing. Yeah. Because DC's here and New York's here. I'm pointing on my desk yeah. as if that will help Dave. <laughs> I'm not sure how long it would take, but at the same time, could be a trip, could be where Stark sure. is. Sure, and that's... Right, because... There's a lot of Tony Stark in this. Yeah. Which I don't dislike. I mean... This is Sony allowing Marvel and Disney... Yeah. Specifically, Disney, to take over the Spider-Man franchise and bring it into the Marvel universe, which it, it was necessary and was nice, because I don't think Sony... The Amazing Spider-Man 2 kind of showed that at this point, Sony's not at the same level, so they could make way more money cutting a deal and allowing Spider-Man to work in the Marvel Universe than they could by making The Amazing Spider-Man 3. Absolutely. You'd be a producer on the show, but let somebody else take everything else, and all of a sudden you get a Disney-Marvel 
version of something that you own the rights to. Right. You would think Fox would think about that too, but apparently not. With X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. They're doing fine with X-Men, which is good. Like the X-Men movies are great, but they've destroyed the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. They also have that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never see another Fantastic Four, I don't think. Unless Fox sells the rights. rights. Yeah. 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 Because they've tried twice now, right? Within the last few years? Yep. There was the kind of the end of the campy era of superhero movie movies. Right. The one that had like Jessica Alba. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, And then they did the one from last year that no one speaks of ever. That got nothing. Because it's terrible. Have you seen it? Yeah. Part I couldn't get through <laughs> is it, that right? and I like the Fantastic Four. I've read them. One yeah. of my favorite villains of all time is Doctor Doom, who was the main bad guy to okay. Fantastic Four. But oh, okay, like that, uh, it was terrible. Hmm. Great cast, completely ruined. Interesting. Like Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller. Like, how do you mess yeah. that up? Seriously. Yeah. You have Creed and the guy from Whiplash. Like, yeah. That Rooney Mara. I think. Yeah, Kate, I think, was too, was doing The Martian, so it would I probably think be so. Rooney. Yeah, that would make sense. I believe. Because Kate was, yeah, working on, um, yeah, The Martian probably around the same time, and also, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen enough of the, the Netflix show. What the hell is that called? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> House of Cards. That's the one. God, my brain is just so dumb right now. I need a break. Uh, it is three hours and 46 minutes from New York City to Washington, That's DC. nothing. Yeah. Thank you also for bringing it back. Yes. Yeah. We, we definitely were going down a rabbit hole there. Yep. So, yeah. We, this is not our time to bitch about the, the Fantastic Four. This is no, our time is to talk about Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, so that's nothing. No. That's no. a school trip. But like you Easy. said, it's a school... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or he can, he can get to Washington no problem. Well, he's got that sweet uh, gliding suit. Yeah. I don't know that he could spider glide there because he'd need to swing off stuff. Oh, sure. But, like, it certainly gets you further than just, you know, man, that's a... No, we've already talked about superpowers. It's like, I could go on a diatribe about, like, it would be cool to be able to shoot webs and stuff because it's kind of like flying, but you... I don't know. Right, I wasn't paying that much attention. Is it back to made webs? I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't... It doesn't seem to to tell us in this. Yeah. Um, I think... I'm blanking on Civil War, too, so I just... Well, how much of... How much is he in Civil War? Not a super amount. Okay. So, like, is there... Is there any indication there that That's shows... That's what I mean. I don't... Oh, okay. I'm blanking on it because He's we in... need a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because our brains are mush. And... Yes. Yeah. We've been going Oh my god, really you guys, Christmas and, cannot come soon enough. Yeah, and there will be podcasts. There will. There, but we are doing them now. Yeah, we've pre-recorded one already, and we're pre-recording one... After we're done after talking we're about done Spider-Man. So that way, the next two weeks, you guys have podcasts, we just don't have and, to and worry we're, about And we're done, and exactly. we're off, and we're napping and eating food. And napping, and then eating, eating more, more food, food, and then sleeping. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. Oh my god, I cannot wait. I like Tony Stark in this. I think yes, like, <sighs> and that's the beauty of bringing it into the Marvel universe because now you have Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and can have 
all of the other stuff, and you can make references to all of the other stuff. Absolutely, that needs it's to not be its there. own little world. It's not in a, its isolated thing. It's just like, exactly. It's part of the world. If you're going to spend all this time and money making this gigantic Marvel universe, why not add as many of these characters as you can? Because then you, I mean, when Sean and I were regularly writing sketches, yep. we would pull references to ourselves all the time and random things and it'd be just like a quick little shot here and there but when you invent this universe you have that capability of being able to do so exactly which is partially why fantastic four fails right but x-men is okay because i can buy an entire universe just built around the x-men sure because there's enough there that you can use it yeah it just kind of sucks that we lose all of those characters right when they could be in all these other things um, Wolverine could be in Infinity stuff. Totally. So, but. But I think it's also nice, especially in this, I mean, when the few times we see Tony Stark, like there's the one time, can we just talk about how great that, that little scene in the limo is? Oh, the, yeah, that's my favorite scene in the whole trailer. Like, I, we oh. watched that trailer three or four times today before before recording this. Yep. And every time is, you know, because he says, um, you know, don't do anything I would do. But certainly don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a little gray in the, gray area in there, and that's where you operate. Which is great. And it's like, oh, that's very Tony Stark. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, and he goes to... When he reaches to open the door and... Like, and, and, and Peter Parker hugs him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. All right, kid, good luck out there. It's just like, it's perfect. Yep. It's such a perfect, perfect Tony Stark-ism. Yep, it is. Um, And the nice thing about it... So... You can tell that that Peter Parker wants to be an Avenger. He wants Spider-Man to be part of the Avengers. He wants to be in that world. I mean, there's, you know, there's an, another That's essentially the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's another part where Tony Stark again is narrating, "I know school sucks and I know you want to be out there fighting the bad guys or whatever, but you're not ready yet." But you're not ready yet. And so you can tell that he really wants to be an Avenger and that's what his his course of action is going to be is this is the direction that i want to take my life right i think what's really nice is it also seems like tony stark is a little bit of a role model for him yep he is because he's lost that fatherly figure in uncle ben and i don't know assuming so yep right like it would be weird not to do that going through the through the imdb with all the different casts i didn't see anything about uncle ben but we had aunt may played by marissa tomei yeah just kind of strange. A little bit. Because, like, even now, Marissa Tomei is pretty hot. Yeah. And uh, Aunt May has always been, like, kind of a... dowdy and... Like, she looks like that awesome grandma that everybody has. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man, she's the best. Sally Field was great as Aunt May in, in The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Because she was old enough that she could play that that aunt really well, but, like... Let's be fair, though, that in... It was the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Aunt May. Oh, she she was... looked like the comic book Aunt Absolutely. May. It was perfect. So yeah. th- this is going to take some getting used to. Absolutely. A lot of getting used to. Yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly will. But I didn't see anything in IMDb about Uncle Ben. Now, I wasn't no. really looking th- for that because I was mostly looking to see if J. Jonah Jameson was in there. Because really, I don't know how anybody other than J.K. Simmons can play J. Jonah Jameson. It's true. He was amazing at it. He was perfect. But maybe that's also why they're sticking Spider-Man back in high school. So that way they don't even have to worry about it? Yeah. Because, I mean, 
at that time, he was doing some stuff, but yeah. he wasn't... Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons? Exactly. Yeah. And now it's kind of... Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it would be hard to get it. Although he might have a lot of fun with it. Just be like, yeah, I'd do it again. He might. But... He does those farmers commercials. Oh my god, so. those farmer commercials make me so happy. Yeah. He just... Anything I see him at... I tweeted about it the other day, but... I just watched, like, I saw the last 20 minutes of Burn After Reading. It was on TV. Oh, yeah. And the movie's good. It's, I enjoy it. Yep. It's not my favorite Coen Brothers movie. But oh, it's, far from. But but it's, it's good. good. <laughs> but that last scene with, when, the like, he's at the, the desk of the CIA and the guy's explaining everything that happened, he's just like... And it's just reaction shots and him answering. That's yeah, all it is. And just, like, talking about how crazy it is and how chaotic everything is. And it's just like... That is the payoff of the entire movie, is watching that last scene with J.K. Simmons. Yep. It's perfect. Um, Although Kloontang's pretty wonderful. Kloontang is pretty wonderful. Brad Pitt, like, it's it's a fun movie. I it's need just... to find that gif of Brad Pitt dancing and send it to you at random times. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Boxing Day, right before Canada plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or after the first goal, because yeah. I'm sure it'll be on. Oh, I would think so. It's, it's the world junior Toronto, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> just a picture of Brad Pitt doing that dance. Like, <laughs> yes, I did the dance. Oh man, one day when we have the money and if people really, really want it, we'll actually show videos. Some of it, a lot of it's fairly boring because it's just Sean and me talking at a microphone, talking at a microphone. But every now and then, like when we have to explain what we're doing, it's like for those of you who aren't here, which is everybody, this just happened. Yep, and you would have gotten to see Sean dance there. Yep. Should we talk about Birdman? Oh, my God. I'm so glad that Michael Keaton is making a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, and he's playing Birdman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's it's just him. Like Birdman basically flew out that window at the end of the, the movie. Spoilers. And his, yeah, yeah, I guess. I, that's close that's enough that call. we're careful. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, I won't say anything more about that, but... Yeah, so and he, just, like, he flew off and became Vulture. Yeah. So he went bad. I feel like, because I feel like Michael Keaton has kind of gone a little crazy and like almost meta. But he's having such a great time doing it. Absolutely. It's, it's like Robert Downey Jr. going a little crazy meta. Yeah. Although Spotlight, because Michael Keaton was amazing in Spotlight. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, I haven't seen Spotlight. Never mind. Yeah, but I've heard he's great. I thought you it. did. I believe it's also on demand, so you could probably That's see the that. one about the the Boston newspaper, right? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one yet. It's the one, one that of, beat The Revenant. Right. It's one of the few that I haven't seen from last year still. So good. Yeah. Um, but I've heard I've heard he's just terrific in it. Yeah. But I like to think, like, in his mind, in his actor mind, he literally, he's like, he's found a way to make that his Birdman character actually turn into Vulture. Well, it's like, I was Batman. Now I'm playing a guy who used to play a superhero and has been having trouble yeah. called Birdman. Yeah. Now I am the a villain in a Spider-Man movie, which is literally a Birdman. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. And he's it's really cool that, I mean, it's different comic book universes. It's it's DC versus Marvel. Oh, clear. But like, yeah. He went from being the superhero to the villain. Yep. There aren't a lot of actors who have done that, I don't think. No, there's not. Which is kind of awesome. But he's just sustained long enough that he's been able to do that. I like the idea of him being Vulture, too. Yeah. And not just for the Birdman tie-in, because I'm sure that was completely unintentional. Although you might be right. Michael Keaton might be like, that's clever. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Although Alejandro is probably like, no, no, <laughs> this has nothing to do with my stuff. All of a Stare Inuri, at these trees. Inaritu has a writing credit. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> just like one one line, just so we can get it in there and be like, yep, yeah, now there's that thread. Perfect. Fine, you can do it. <laughs> but I'm an EP now. Yeah. <laughs> ah. oh, it's going to take us four more months to shoot this thing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> gets chivo in to shoot in so, like just 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 shoot the train for today natural light only uh. it's like when robert rodriguez and quentin tarantino team up and you can tell which parts quentin tarantino shot and which part robert Rod- rodriguez shot yep the rest of the movie like it's john watts and it's just like you know naturalistic and everything like that and then there's like three scenes that it's like really up close and the guy's breathing into the camera and it's just like that's an Alejandro <laughs> shot right there. Yep. Just like, okay, I'm done. Okay, bye, Birdman. <laughs> so what else, beyond the the Birdman reference or the, the Birdman tie-in, why why are you so excited about Michael Keaton playing Vulture? Because I, I was always wondering if they would be able to figure out a way to do Vulture. Okay. Because Vulture never looks the way he does in the movie. He's like an old guy. With a weird ruffled collar and a green skin tight suit, right? That flies around and does stuff, right? And he he's always been a Spider Man supervillain, as sure. Well. So so I mean, like we've already had uh, the Green Goblin, we've had Doc Ock, like Sandman, Sandman. We've had some Venom, Ven- yeah. Like we've had a we've had don't a- forget three, the one that had <laughs> all of them in it. Well, I was trying to think of Electro was Jamie Fox. Is that in the second? That's the one that you haven't seen. Yeah, and then Rhino's in it as well, briefly for some reason. They got Paul Giamatti to do it, but okay, great. See, I'm pretty sure we could get Paul Giamatti to be in one of our sketches. (laughs) He's also doing insurance commercials now. Yeah, or like Direct TV or something. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible to do Direct TV commercials though, because Rob Lowe has already dominated Direct TV commercials because all of those commercials are are the best. Amazing. And I'm dirty, Rob Lowe. Oh, God. What? And I have cable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, we've we've kind of run the gamut of a bunch of different Spider-Man villains. Yeah. But we have never seen Vulture. His, I'm trying to find you a quick kind of dirty version of, oh, there, that's, that's the, I found Dave a, a, pa- a picture. Sure. Brain. We need a break. <laughs> Of the classic. That's the 1964 okay. Steve Ditko vulture, Okay, by the way. So if, if anyone's wondering. And he's a Sinister Six, Sinister Twelve, all that sort of stuff. He's an engineer who made – he made that suit that allows him to fly. Okay. And so he has some enhanced physical attributes while he's wearing the suit. But outside of it, he's just an old, weak dude. That's Interesting. it. So I was – I didn't know how they'd be able to kind of do it. And he becomes a supervillain mostly – there's a whole bunch of other stories, and I'm obviously simplifying it because we've been talking for 23 minutes, and 10 of those have only been about Spider-Man. So a lot of it's like robbery and burglary things, and then he'll try and rob the Daily Bugle payroll. So then you get Vulture, and then Peter's at the Daily Bugle as sure. Peter Parker, and J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson's there who ate Spider-Man. So then how does he – so it's it's one of those kind of right. fun ways to do it and then there's a whole pile of other things but I just I never could figure out a way how do you turn that into a modern supervillain because it's probably going to be a one-off because all 
most other villains than Thanos, are, yeah. they've pretty much set up like the Age of Ultron. How long was the Age of Ultron? Like a week. Sure. You still haven't seen that one. No. Awesome. But I'm so glad people ask us to talk about comic book movie trailers. Guys, I'm working on it. I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I'm getting there. There's a lot. But the to other get problem through. is, is that we're also asked to do decade lists. So exactly. it's like, Dave, you have to watch stuff from the 40s, the 30s, pre 30s, 2000s, and then, oh, by the way, we're talking about comic movies for the Stop, next three weeks. You guys, I work three jobs. <laughs> There's only so much I can do. Okay? Sleep less. <laughs> Sleep less and watch comic book movies. Or movies from the 40s. Or movies from the 30s. Or movies from the 20s. Anyway, <laughs> in most situations, you don't have, like, the villain is always a defeated one-off. or goes off, right? Yep. Like, it's just, that's that's the way it goes. So, I can't imagine that, I, yeah, I can't imagine that we're going to get, I mean, I guess um, the Green Goblin, like, um, Harry yeah, he, Osborn he was, came back. Was, was back. But, like, for the sort most of. part, yeah, sort of, he's, you don't get a lot. So, sure, a one-off yeah. vulture, fine. But it's just... I like how they modernized it. Yeah. I like how it looks kind of like he's wearing a bomber jacket. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's wearing, a like, an Air Force thing. And they yeah. turned him... The harness is not so much the vultury wing-flappy stuff, but it's a jet propulsion, and he's using lasers and things. Because he's... That's what he is. He's an electrical engineer. Yeah. So he's designing all of this stuff to go on, and what are we seeing? Bank robberies. Yeah. So it looks pretty rad. And, I mean, like, his, his mask kind of looks like Star-Lord's mask from... A little bit. Guardians. But, like... It's not the exact. It's just kind of. It's like like a cross between Star Lord's and and Iron Man's mask, but yeah. it's just like it's a flight mask basically, yeah. so he can fly exactly. It. Yeah. But it's more villainous looking. Yeah. So it just there's something about that first shot of Vulture coming in is great in the trailer when the wing spans out and he's kind of going feet first, and it's just yeah. like yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. Now here's again. I did establish that I'm not a big Spider-Man. Sure, fan, but. Like, I am moderately looking forward to this one. Yeah. How do you balance, if you are making this movie, how do you balance making Vulture an actual threat with the fact that he cannot become enough of a threat to involve other people unless you're involving other people? Oh, interesting. if you want Spider-Man to become the hero to start showing, to start proving himself, right. you can't have Chris Hemsworth's Thor show up and just, who would immediately just stop the Vulture? Sure. But if you don't give him any stakes, then what's the point? Right. Yeah, that is, and I mean, that is the... Right, like Thor walks in, chucks the hammer, knocks the head off, vulture dead. Yeah. Done. <laughs> maybe, well, because, uh, sorry, there, maybe, like, um, let me try again here. Tony Stark says... Uh, where was that? It was on the next page. Um, you're not ready yet. Don't forget about the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. Exactly. So he's alluding to the Avengers and basically saying, these are the sorts of people we take care of. So is it that... They can't? They can't? Or is it they... Because he's not enough of a threat that they're worried about the world ending or something like that, that there are bigger fish Which is to what fry. Avengers is usually taken care of. Exactly. Sure. So is this kind of a way of them going, okay, we know what your path is. We know Tony Stark can see it. Oh, yeah. This Tony is my, Stark. This is my, my posit. Sure. I'm positing this theory. He can see that this is the direction that, that Peter Parker is going to go. Yep. He knows that regardless of what he says, don't do what I would do, don't do anything I wouldn't do, 
Operate in the middle. Operate in the middle. But he knows that Spider-Man is just going to go off and do his own Spider-Man-y thing. Yep. When you say, forget about the flying monster guy, there are people who handle this sort of thing, that's him basically saying, let's see what you got. That's my theory, is it's like them saying, it's almost like a test. Because he's dangerous enough that... It needs to be dealt with, but not so dangerous that Iron Man feels like Spider-Man couldn't at least try it on his own. That's, that's the only way I can rationalize it. Okay. Because... It's an awkward position for the film is. to be in. Yeah. Especially considering all of the writers are comedians. Yeah. So how do you tackle that? Because comedy, you raise stakes and you set up yeah. and you drop and then all that sort of stuff. I get it. But there weren't a lot of action movies in the writer credits. Period. No, there were not. Cop Car was probably the most. Yeah. And that's like an indie one that the director worked on with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, the rest are, like, yeah, it's all... It's comedians. Comedy. Yeah. So... So you've got the comedy aspect, but how do you balance that out with the the action? Right. I don't know. Time will tell on this one, I think. Yeah. It's an interesting... It's an... I enjoyed the trailers, and a lot yes. of that was because of Tony Stark. That's where I'm at, too, though. Yeah. And that's my concern, is it's like, I liked this because of those little snippets of Robert Downey Jr. and Vulture. Yeah. I think Michael Keaton... Birdman aside, Vulture, I like that concept. I like the way he looks. I like what they're doing with it, but I am concerned about stakes. Yeah. How do you set it up so that Spider-Man... Because, okay, great. That Staten Island Ferry at the end where he's holding it together, yeah. kind of like Tobey Maguire trying to stop the train, yeah. but in a different way, it's falling apart as opposed to trying to slow it down. Or Andrew Garfield hanging off the bridge and, like, trying to, like, there's always that shot where he's yeah. holding, like, he's... It's a very Spider-Man thing. Pulling himself apart, trying to hold things together. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very Spider-Man. Yeah. Is that not big enough to warrant Iron Man flying by? Right. Yeah. Is, or... Falcon or yeah, Vision? What's Vision up to? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's gonna be or he's just there, so he's the one doing it anyway. Because there's family on it, so that pushes him forward into being an Avenger. Sure, maybe. But if the Vulture has a laser so powerful it can cut a ship in half, yeah. Why are they? And then leaving all it? of a sudden, you're he's looking like a little bit bigger threat than maybe these guys thought. And then why are we leaving it to Spider Man when everybody else is there? Yeah. I don't know. I'm it's, not sure. it's, I mean, that answer will come out 7717. Hopefully. Or it won't. And everybody will be. <laughs> we all have the flu. You do it. <laughs> what? What? That's. That was the plan? <laughs> I'm so sick. Jarvis. Soup. Yeah, but so, again, like at the end, after the the Spider Man Homecoming yeah. title shot, we see Spider Man and Iron Man flying together. Cool shot, very cool shot. Are they then teaming up? Because Spider Man's been dealing with it as best he can, and now, okay, kid, you've got chops, but you obviously need more help than some webs and agility. Sure. Let me let me take you under my proverbial wing. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting one, I think. Yeah. It feels like it. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the? Not really. You gonna see it in theaters? No. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I feel but like... I don't like Spider Man enough. Like I didn't go to see any of the Garfields either. I went to the first one on a date because okay. there was nothing else to see. It's like you want to go see Spider Man. I saw the Tobey Maguire's in theater. Yeah, and then the third one I I did definitely see that one in theater, and then went okay, yeah. and then Amazing Spider Man 
Yeah. I just, eh. Well, and there's, there's just so much that might be coming out right around that time. A week later, I get a plan to the Apes movie. Right, exactly. I don't get to the movies often. Like, I have my tickets for Star Wars, Woo. so yeah. I will be going to see Rogue One, but... Eh. Yeah, this doesn't... This is not grabbing me enough that I'm going, I need to go see this in the movie theater. No. It looks interesting, it looks fun, and I'll, yeah. I'll wait until I hear other people's reactions whom I trust Yeah. before, like... If it's like you have to go see this in the theater, maybe I'll give it a catch it in a second run or something. But yeah. uh, there was I'm nothing pretty there happy that's... waiting for this to come out onto the movie onto the movie network. Yeah, there was nothing there that made me think, "Oh man, I yeah. want to get tickets to this." If I haven't seen the Avengers in theaters, what chance does Spider Man have? None. Exactly. <laughs> Our second part is brought to you by Glycine, makers of the new Tuccino lotion. This body lotion contains 11 natural oils and essential clays to both hydrate and tighten your skin, all with the reassuring and homey texture of fluid bacon. Experience the natural bacony sense of moisturization and beauty that only Tuccino lotion can provide by Glycine. And we're back. Today's second question comes to us from Brian. He asks us, Hey, what do you guys want to talk about? All right. Uh, <laughs> so I got some friends who... Well, it's December. Yep. Right. You've got some friends who it's December? That's right. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's long enough of a joke? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've done... Uh, they've started a beer advent calendar. Hey. So okay. I don't know what it's like down in the States, but in Calgary and Alberta and probably the rest of Canada, they've started doing these beer advent, ca- advent calendars where... Uh, at the liquor store, it's like ninety bucks for these. For these, basically, you get a different beer per day of the of, of Advent. Cool, which is a really neat idea. But it's ninety bucks. It's yeah, it's a, a lot of money to spend on beer. Is it like a bottle or a can or? It depends on like I think it's mostly bottles, but it depends. Like sometimes, but like were, a full. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah, a full yeah, beer yeah. for okay. Yeah, you get a full three hundred fifty-five milliliter can of beer or okay. a bottle of beer. Cool. Um, I know they have scotch ones too where you get 24 different scotches but those come in the minis yeah well, obviously <laughs> <laughs> 24 different bottles of scotch that would be thousands of dollars that would be uh anyway so for for 90 bucks you can get the cheapest one at the at the liquor store right so my friends instead of doing that they put together a facebook group and said okay here's the deal we're gonna get including the two of them 22 other people to each buy 24 beer. And then you guys bring it to our house. We're going to take each one of these beers and we're going to swap it around so that everybody gets 24 of the same sample pack. Right. And then they label them so like of this, it's all on a Facebook group and everybody on this, on like our day of, as of our recording, this is uh, December 12th. So today would be the 12th beer and everybody's drinking the 12th beer i think it's uh steam whistle today oh, okay which fine it's steam whistle's not my favorite but yeah but it's whatever yeah i've also got to try some really unique and new beers that i've never got to try so it's just a fun way to do 
a beer a day. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it's way and cheaper. Way like, cheaper. It cost me fifty bucks. I bought a case of Sam Adams Boston Lager. Okay. Because I like the Boston Lager. Sure. And I was literally the last person to drop my beer off. And so I was looking at the list. I was like, oh, God, I don't even know what. And I walked into the liquor store, and right at the front of the, the walk-in cooler was cases of 24 Sam Adams. I was like, perfect. It's a yeah. sign from God. Yeah. And so I picked it up, and I, I took it off. and But it cost me 50 bucks yeah. for the case of Sam Adams. And I got 24 different beer out of this. Nice. And no crap beer, I'm ho- I'm hoping. Like generic, like Canadian or anything yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like no mass market e. No, no Labatt's blue kind of no. stuff. No, and I made a I made a comment because this was all on the the Facebook group, and everybody would check in with what they were doing, and right. a few different people like oh, I'm going to do this, and our friend TJ was doing Village Blacksmith. And oh, nice. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different ones, and I said, oh, I'm really looking forward to this, guys. Me and my 24 Bud Lights are going to be really welcome to the party. And I said I'm joking, of course, but like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like everybody's somebody bought. Like, one person did um, uh, Innocent Gun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, that's those not are, a cheap beer. No, those are $7 a bottle? Something like that. Yeah. And, like, 9% alcohol. And somebody else did a bunch of Fan du Monde by Unibrew. Like, oh, there's some so really good. good beers. And some really, like, people are really spending a lot of money. And, like, can you, so one person buys 24 Innocent Gun. And I buy 24 Bud, Bud Light. Light Lime. Oh, you have to get Lime. <laughs> lime. <laughs> Didn't they do an Apple one, yeah, too? Yeah, they did. I haven't tried it, because they did, like, uh, when I was playing slow pitch this summer, some some one of the guys on my team bought, like, the sample pack. So it was Apple and Lime, and I can't remember. There's a third one in there. And right. I, I only, I can't remember which one I have, but the... I, whatever. It's not something I'm going to go out of my way to try. Next year. I, I suggest you get strawberries. <laughs> You'd almost have to do, like, if I did that, I would have to do the strawberries, but then get real beer then as well. Real and, stuff. like, the strawberries yeah. would be for Christmas Day or something yeah. like that. Like, it'd be the only way you could do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, because nobody would want to do 24 crap beer or 24 crap drinks. Right. No, no, exactly. Everybody buys the worst thing they can imagine, then we all are forced to drink it. That sounds TNT like a terrible and lucky thing. Lucky and like yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, and that's so. Mike had suggested that next year we have to buy twenty four different beer, but eventually that gets really hard. Yep. I mean, I will probably try and find something different just well, to, to mix it up. But maybe everyone who's involved buys a different beer than they bought last year. Yeah, would make more sense than trying to buy a whole bunch of different beer. Totally. Yeah, because then you have to keep the list and make sure that you're cross-checking yeah. with that one. And But if – if because you got Sam Adams, if you got, say, Kieran yeah. as a completely different – maybe yeah. you can only buy it in sixes, but you buy four sixes and exactly. you're done. Great. Yeah. Well, and that's – like there there is enough beer and there's microbrews popping up all over. Like there's yeah. a, a, a friend of my cousin's actually started – or my cousin's fiance started a brewery, um, Bandit Peak here in Calgary. Okay. And uh, actually on Saturday I went to the brewery for the first time and uh, like we had a couple drinks there before the Flames game. And, nice. And so we were hanging out there with Alex and, and his friend came in. Like Alex actually had an opportunity to invest in this in this brewery. Right. But just at the time couldn't, couldn't wasn't afford possible. it and yep. it just wasn't possible. And now he really regrets it. Like they're really starting to take off. And, and uh, so he's like, ah, oh, I should have put some money in. Because it's like, it happens. It it does, and it's a it's a really cool little brewery. Like, but like they took it. Like his buddy took us back to the. You know, we got to see all the different places, like all the different canisters or whatever. Right. I'm not sure what they're they're called, what the beer gets held in. 
because like the vats, I guess the vats of beer, yep. and just like oh, that's really cool. But they don't this year. They don't have bottles or cans. Like they they just have a bunch of draft, and you can get growlers, but you can't get you can't get six packs of their stuff. Right. Maybe next year you can. So if I could, then I will get. get I tried one of their their, their coffee stout. It was so good. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So if I could, and that was the thing. Like a lot of people brought IPAs. Which is fine. I don't mind IPA, but I was trying to find something different because there's a bunch of IPAs. And so, like, yeah. you know. And I'm not a huge IPA guy. Yeah. I don't mind some hoppy beer, but I find I like I can have one at the beginning of the night. Sure. Like, it's not the sort of beer that I can drink through the entire night because, you know, you get a certain buzz on and then the hops become overpowering. And yep. I just can't handle too much of it. Um, but one, you know, like one as I'm sitting watching Citizen Kane or something like that I'm like sure all right that's fine but what I've found is it's really hard to drink a beer a day (laughs) yeah it is it sounds like an easy concept but like no it actually does not sound like an easy concept because there are days that I just don't want a beer or like Saturday I went to the Flames game I mean I had more beer more than a beer that day, but yeah. it's like we had two at Banded Peak, and then we had a bunch at the the Flames game, and like then we went to the casino. I had more drinks there, <clears throat> so I had a bunch to drink that day. So by the time I got home, I still hadn't had my beer for that day. And I was like, I don't think I need another beer. It's one thirty <laughs> in the morning. I've had plenty to drink tonight. One more beer might put me over the edge. Yeah, and so it was like, and then yesterday Sunday I worked at the Saddle Dome and then went for drinks with some friends. So it was like, I got home and it was 1230. Right. And I had to be at work at 830. And I was like, I'm not going to sit up and have a beer tonight. Yeah. So it's just like. So so tonight you're going to go home and you're going to drink three days worth three of beer. beer. Yeah, exactly. Which might be a little much on a Monday, but I mean, <laughs> may, maybe have Saturdays and Sundays today and then tomorrow have the steam whistle and whatever. And, right. You know, whatever. I'll, I'll catch Ultimately, by the time New- Christmas Eve gets here, I'll be fine because I'll be at mom and dad's place. And it's like... I'm and you'll not- bring the rest of your advent cal- exactly. calendar of beer. Yeah. The entire time we've been talking about this, while we've been having the conversation, I've been trying to figure out other things that we could turn into advent calendars. And Amazing. I've gotten stuck on ham. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. I have to because this doesn't make any sense to me. Well, but then ham led me to sausage, and then I'm mm. like, what if you had some sort of... The thing is, is that how could you eat that much ham and sausage? Because that's 24 days of ham and sausage, unless sure. it was a small amount. Yeah. So it's like day one is prosciutto, and then day two is serrano, and then day three is... And then do you start getting into versts? Do you have to cook them? If it's all uncooked stuff, then maybe... So is it like a 24-day meat calendar? 24 days of meat? 24 days of lunch meat. 24 different sandwiches. (laughs) But then what I was thinking was, what if the butcher shop did an advent calendar? Where you could... It would be expensive. Sure. But it is your meat for the month. So it's your it's your dinner meat for from December first to December twenty fourth, and then for December twenty fifth you get a turkey. That's actually kind of brilliant. So like every day you come in and you're like, I'm a part of the advent calendar. You walk in and then they just put the seven days worth of stuff in a basket and you're gone. So once a week you go and just refresh yourself yep. on like I could totally see um uh Bonton, Bonton doing Mine? something yeah. like that. Because they have enough different meat that you could. Exactly. 
Like, cause they, you can, get, you bought rabbit from there, didn't you? Mm, no, not from there. But you've had rabbit. I've had rabbit. Okay. Yeah. Cause I thought I knew. But I bought who... like elk from there. I yeah. bought bison from there. I bought yeah. Like they've got lamb. They've got yep. and then you. I mean you. It wouldn't have to be twenty four different kinds because that's a lot of different animals. Twenty four different cuts. Yeah, you could yeah. have steak one night and ribs the next night, and like pork yeah. uh, pork chops and and pork tenderloin, like all different kinds of. Yeah. Dang, that's not a bad actually, idea. But it started with me being like, how could I put twenty four different types <laughs> of ham in? And that didn't work. But that's where I kind of progressed to. Also because we're podcasting around dinner time, as we always do, and I'm starting to get hungry, despite the fact we still have to record another podcast tonight. We are so stupid. I mean, a lot of this is because... We have to. It's the schedule that we can fit. Yeah, exactly. But But it's just like, (laughs) as of right now, it is 6.30. Yep. We're 11 minutes in, and this will probably be a shorter podcast. Oh, it will be. Because, yeah. you know, we have to they do can't two all be all... two-hour-long marathons. Yeah, and, and next week's is long. Yeah, so, yeah, next week's is long. Yeah. Really? Great podcast, yeah. but... Oof. When we recorded it last week, so here's how we did it. It was like, yeah. last week we recorded the... the, the mummy, mummy and video games. And the video games. Right. And then we recorded the one for, that comes out on the 23rd. Right. Because it was Christmassy related, and it's like it doesn't, yep. it's not time sensitive. And then this this week we recorded the one that you're listening to right now, right? And then the one for the thirtieth. Yep. Because again, that's kind of in the Christmas season. Which, but it's not our year in review. No, because we pushed that back to the sixth. Yeah. That way we wouldn't have to do our year in review as a second podcast today. Because we knew that we that's going to be a long one. Yep. So we need to be back fresh, and we need to not have to worry about doing a second one, and not be exhausted, and. Not yeah. be talking about Advent Ham. Yeah. But last year, I think when we did it, we did... Because we did the same thing. We recorded four podcasts in two weeks. But, but we, we did, started way earlier. But we also did, like, the one for what would be last week and then the one for what would be this week together. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's dumb. If anything pressing comes out that we would want to talk about, we can't. So yeah. this one is just like, let's stagger them. We just, we just had to wrap our head around and be like, okay, so if it was the sweets this week, then next week is going to be th- okay. Yeah. And then the week after that is going to be th- okay, yeah, we're, we're good. We got yeah, this. we got but, it. Yeah. I think even in next week's podcast, at the we even did the ad at the beginning because we're like, well, this has to be short. We've got to do a short one. So the ad's going before the music, just so you guys are aware. And then I'm pretty sure we talked for an hour and a half at oh least. God, we just didn't shut up. It was so fun, though. It was. I think, I think you guys are really – this is probably the only time we've ever been able to say – you guys are going to enjoy next week's podcast because, A, we know what next week's podcast is, and yep. it's already done. Yeah. So, you guys are going to enjoy next week's podcast. Woo! So, Dave. Yes. My pressing question. Uh, okay. Are you going to see Rogue One before, <laughs> calendar-wise, you ended up finally seeing The Force Awakens? Oh, yeah. Because when did you finally see The Force Awakens? I was out on Netflix when I saw it. So it had to be six months after release because Netflix doesn't get it. Yeah. So August, September? Something like that. I think it was at the beginning of the theater season. I can't remember. So it was August, September. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Rogue One comes out this Friday. Yes. I'm going to see it a week today. Okay. When do you think you're going to see it? Oh, God. I'm also putting this out there because 
remember at the beginning of last year when we got asked about Force Awakens, and I'm like, Dave hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. Please stop asking. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, everybody who wanted us to talk about that. Because That's we did me. we did that Star Wars podcast the week to come out the week that Force Awakens came out. Right. And we're not doing that again this week because we'd probably say most of the same, like answer the same Star Wars questions we already did. Yeah, if you guys want to hear us talk about Star Wars, just listen to last year's podcast. Yeah. After you finish listening to this one and next week's. Right. Yeah. Well, next week's isn't out yet. Right. Because you're listening to this right now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Don't think Except about not it. not right now. No, because... just don't think about it. <laughs> okay. Just keep going. Well, I was also thinking we could talk a little bit about Rogue One now. Totally. Because why not? Because it's we're what talking we want to talk about. about we talk and about. I'm excited about Rogue One because I will be sitting in a theater in a week and four hours. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's really weird because we. I never tell Sean what my pitch is going to be or what my special thanks is going to be. And then it just comes out. And we've literally talked in this podcast about my pitch and my special thanks <laughs> at some point. I won't tell you what they are, but, I mean, spoiler well, you, alert, it's going to be... will. I will. But one is about Rogue One. Anyway. Yeah, I figured. I'm not going to make the same mistake as okay. I did last time. It wasn't... Was Force Awakens spoiled for you before it you was. saw it? So you knew spoilers for The Force Awakens for the as next of right now for... A, 30 seconds. Sure. So you knew that Han died going in. I did, but that was the only thing that got spoiled for me. Okay, well, that's that's not terrible, because no. that's how I went in, too, and okay. I saw it the Monday after it came out. That's usually the day I end up getting to see it. Right, and so I knew that he did. I didn't know how it happened. I didn't know when it happened. Right. I just, I that was all I knew. Oh, the chewy yell. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't surprised... Like, even if I hadn't seen it... Right. I wouldn't have been... Even if I hadn't known, I wouldn't have been surprised. Sad, but not surprised. You kind of had to know that it was coming in order for the... The story has to progress. Exactly. And this is the way it can progress. Yeah. I think we're done. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. Yeah. So... It's on Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. If you care. Yeah. So it it was spoiled for me, but not enough that I didn't, didn't... you didn't know everything that happened. You didn't movie. know exactly. what happened with Poe. You didn't know yeah. what happened with Finn or Ray. You didn't. You had no. none of that spoiled for you. No, okay. I, had, I had one thing, and and it was such a passing remark from a guy I work with because he just assumed that I had seen it, and then he said this, and it was just like, "Dude, I haven't seen it." He's like, "Oh God!" But also because that was the greatest time the internet probably has ever had, because everyone was just like, "No." You don't spoil this. Absolutely. We are going to ban people who spoil stuff, and we're deleting spoilers. Yeah, and so the internet did a really good job of not spoiling it. And it so, is the only time the internet has actually policed itself successfully, and absolutely. I would like to point out that it happened. Yes. On this day have, in history, we pointed out that the internet did, in fact, police itself properly right. once. And that it has failed endlessly since. And every time before that. Pretty much, Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. There was some good BBS chat in the 90s. I'm sure that was fine. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Back when it was still just Harvard talking to itself. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and I mean, like, by the time he spoiled it for me, it was months since the movie had come out. Okay. So, I don't, it wasn't like two days after he'd seen it. It was like... And at that point, he's just assuming that you have seen it because it has been out for and six And we've months. talked about Star Wars before that, so he just assumes that I'm a big enough fan that I probably would have seen it. He's yeah. now gotten to know that I'm very delayed on a lot of these things, and yeah. so he probably... But I also am going to make more of a concerted effort to see this movie 
hopefully by New Year's. I'm guessing that's probably not going to happen because it comes out Friday. Yep. I'm busy at work Monday. I may be able to go Tuesday if I can get tickets. I haven't booked them yet. Right. But I'm also going to a theater that's not 3D. That is something that is a requirement for me is I can't yep. see it in 3D. Yep. So that really hinders my being able to do it. It definitely does because it reduces the number of cinemas that is showing it not in 3D for Dave to like two. Something like that. Two in the city. So if they're booked up, I have to wait until they're not. Yep. And I mean, last year... I was going to go with Sarah, and then we broke up just after New Year's. Right. And then I just wasn't in the mood to go see Star Wars, and then by the time I thought about it, it was out of the theater. Like, there was yeah. mitigating circumstances, whereas this year, who knows? Like, maybe all just after New Year's, once we get the, the next Lunchbox show up, you know, in the first week of January, then I'll have some time in the evenings and might be able to go catch it. So that's kind of what I'm hoping. So not so far out. No. And you should be able to include it on your top are you going to try a top 10 of I 2016? Am. I'm getting so close. Because <laughs> Star Wars will count. Star Wars will count, it. and we count the lobster, right? Because Oh, yeah, because it released it, in 2016. 2015 was its festival date. Okay, yeah. It got a couple festivals. Great. It came out to, admittedly, Art House Theaters, but it came out in 2016, so it counts as 2016. Perfect, yeah. So I'm close to 10 movies. Yeah. I mean, I have to include all, but I mean... When did we do that last year? It was like... I did it third week of January, and you did fourth. Okay, so I also might be able to catch some that have come out that I, like... Do some in Watch between. them in January, exactly. Yep. Like, we still have... iTunes is... Because a whole bunch of them are coming out to rent at the end of the year because they want to be out for Christmas for the Blu-ray market. Sure. So, grab a few that you're interested in. Yeah, so if it's like... So we're midway through December right now. I've got six weeks to watch a few more. So, I mean, like... Yep. I feel like I can do a top ten. I don't have to do my top... I think I did a top five last year. You did a top five. Because I'd only seen seven. And one of them was Aloha. Yeah. And that was kind of horrifying (laughs) to everyone involved. (laughs) It was not good. It was awful. It was a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. And the other one was Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) Oh, but that one didn't make my list because it was so bad. That was worse. Oh, man. I think I actually liked Jupiter Ascending more than I liked Aloha. That's fair. But that might just be because it was science fiction-y and like, hey, there's explosions and stuff, whereas right. Aloha was just bad. Yeah, it was, and I love Cameron Crowe and a yeah. lot of the people involved in that movie. It yeah. just was like, dude. It was just a whole mess. Yeah, it was kind of a train wreck. So you're going to see it. Which was on it. my list of two movies ah, from 2016. Tied Woo-hoo! in. 2015. Yeah, so I'm going to see it in the theater. I'm hoping to see it before we're asked to talk about it. Yeah. Which, I mean, ultimately, because we know that the, the six is our year in review. Right. And then the week after. Barring one of us getting ill. Sure. Because, or getting super busy. Because last year, we had planned to do our movie preview before, right. but you got super busy, so we had to throw in one of our uh, turning movies into stage plays. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, podcasts. that was fun. Yeah. If anybody wants us to do that again, we will absolutely do that again. <laughs> um, but yes. But yeah, so theoretically... God willing, everything works out. Yeah. The the 6th will be our year in review. Right. The 13th will be the our preview for upcoming movies. Right. So the earliest we could talk about Rogue One would be the 20th. The 20th. Yeah. So if you guys want it, I will try. I will endeavor to have watched it by the, the 20th. Well, well the whatever day that. 14th, 15th, by the 16th. So in that week, we can we can talk about it. That's, that's my goal. I don't know if it's attainable, but I feel like it is. I feel like it could be. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. I would love to. Like, 
Yeah. Oh, this one looks good. It looks so good. I'm really excited for it. Not that I wasn't super excited for Seven as well. I clearly was. But... But this one... This is filling a gap in. Exactly. It's telling a story that I'd like to know about. It's got a really cool cast in it. And is Donald Glover Lando in this? No. Okay. No, that's the, the untitled Han Solo uh, picture. Trilogy. Like, they're doing a... I'm not sure if it's a trilogy or if it's just a Han Solo standalone, but he is the young Han Solo, or he is... The young Lando in the Han Solo, okay. Right. Which is perfect. Like, that's great casting. Alden Ehrenreich is Han Solo. Okay. But I mean... When you see Hail Caesar, you will know who he is. And he is... He might be the best part of Hail Caesar. Oh, really? He is awesome. Interesting. Uh, Uh, Man, I loved Hail Caesar. Speaking of pitches... That's probably going to be mine. Speaking of Coen Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it just, there's something so, because even though I, admittedly, and we've talked about this to death, but even though I didn't grow up loving Star Wars as much as anybody else, I like the movies enough now. Like, one night I watched Empire and live tweeted it. Because I was just like. Why not? Yeah, and I had a friend text me. He's like, why are you live tweeting, or tweet responding? Like, why are you live tweeting Empire? Like, I don't know. I just tweeted about it and then just kept tweeting about it. So reasons. Yeah, this is a thing that's happening. Yeah. So I like the movies enough that this is exciting to me because it is. We're filling that gap and we yes. get to see the precursor to what happens and like it's just in New Hope. Yeah, cuz it's the Death Star. Uh, and Darth Vader's in it. Yeah, and it's just it's and Hannibal. <laughs> he will forever be Hannibal. I sure. know it's Mads Mikkelsen. I love Mads Mikkelsen and a bunch of other stuff. Even Cena Royale, yeah. 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 I love the fact that he's actually talked. He's talked in the press before how in his home country, because he's Danish, I'm pretty sure he is a romantic lead, and then he comes to the Americas and, and he always a plays a villain. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't understand it. That's just the but, way. It goes. But he's making a living. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, like it's just it's expanding that universe. Yep. And then the, I mean, ro. Uh, Eight? Force Awakens did the same thing. Oh, and, yeah. Eight and is coming. Eight is coming. And the Han Solo standalone or trilogy, whatever, yep. that's going to expand. Like, we're just... We talked about this when Disney and Marvel... Or when Disney first bought Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. We just talked about the endless possibilities. Yeah. And it looks like they're taking that ball and running with it because they know that people will just go in masses. And they keep getting good people. Like, they get good directors, and they're trying stuff with it. Well, and how Ryan, could they like not? Ryan how Johnson's many pe- doing the next one? Who? Right? Ryan Johnson? Is he? The guy that did Brick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're right, yeah. He's doing eight. Amazing. <laughs> like, I'm in. I love Brick. And Lo- Looper wasn't Looper. bad. Like, yeah. for a science fiction movie, like, it's not my... But, like, a cool concept, and he shot it well. Yeah. But you think about how many of these people, like J.J. Abrams and, and Ryan... Johnson. Johnson. Gareth uh, Edwards is doing this one. Okay. I think. And you think about how many of these people grew up on Star Wars. Yep. And all these actors who grew up on Star Wars thinking, oh man, if only I could get a chance to be in that movie. If you're Donald Glover. Yeah. And you're pitching for Spider-Man, but then Disney comes up to you and says, hey, we know you really want to do Spider-Man. How would you feel about instead being a young Lando Calrissian? Yeah. Oh. Done. <laughs> okay. You mean I can be in Spider-Man or I can be in Star Wars? Yeah. Or I'm Lando. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm not 
the world's largest Star Wars fan. And if somebody came up to me and said, Dave, do you want to be in Star Wars? I'd be like, hell yeah. Now, granted, if somebody came up and said, do you want to be in Sp- any movie? <laughs> want to be in Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. do that too. But. Spider-Man's going to punch you in a like in the jeans. Are you cool with that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Am I getting paid for this? hundred bucks. Perfect. I know it would probably be more because. It would be. Also, yeah. if you were being punched in the jeans, that's stunt pay. So, yeah, you'd make way more than a hundred bucks. But, like. I could get paid the bare minimum and I'd still do it. But the yeah. point r- still remains. Like, I like Star Wars enough that it would be so cool to be in that in it, any one of those movies. Yeah. So why not just explore this universe? You can. And this is a heist movie. It's a heist war movie. And they went to the Maldives. And we've never seen a tropical Star Wars. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's a different spin and it ties the gap and it's the Death Star and Darth Vader's in it. Like, yeah. Excited. I'm very excited. Super excited. Do you want to talk about Russian hackers for a little bit? We got time. What? Russian hackers. Most Russian hackers. Oh! Oh! <laughs> right. You, I, c- you can't see the look I gave Dave. So It was disbelieving. What exactly happened there? Uh, there is evidence that Russia may have influenced the election. Pro-Trump. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Because... I feel like he and Putin. He's pro Russia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is the issue with modernized voting, I guess. Well, it's, it or may is not it... specifically be voting, but it may be hacking into and having been encouraged during speeches to hack his opponent to then release stuff. So they may have hacked into both com- like committees and not released this Republican stuff, but released everything that was... Oh, interesting. So the CIA is going to look into it. Well, and this is, like, it's just... Oh, yeah, it's just a whole... Speaking of the internet... Oh, my God. Like, I saw ruining th- everything since Force Awakens. I saw something about that, and I was just like... Yeah. I know you're not a big politics guy, so that was, that was why I just thought... Because we've had the questions. Sure. Because I have written about politics. Yes. Yeah. Um, and thank you to everyone who's read them. They did incredibly well. Uh, and I put a lot of time into them. Yeah, <laughs> so they were big. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But the, the only thing that I've said was that tweet I sent out. Uh, I'm not sure I if don't, you saw it. I haven't it. seen it yet. Uh, hashtag Putin 2020. Let's just cut out the middleman America. That's all I said. Nice. Yeah. Well, and that's the, like... Yeah, it's just... It's it, just chaos down there, man. Oh, it is. And it was chaos before, but... Like, the last month. It's been a month since that election. I know. The last month, because I, I literally, I flew to San Francisco. The day after. The day after. Yep. And I, so that was like the, it was the 8th, so I flew on the 9th. You totally never wrote the, I know, how your trip was. I know, So we're, after, as soon as we're done this, do it now. Okay. Yeah. And then that's, that will be the last thing is just, we can talk a little bit about your trip. Cause even I didn't hear much about it cause you were going to write about it and you wanted to save it. Well, yeah, that never happened. Just... <sighs> so you're going to tell us about afterward, whenever we're done this really quick little dance into yeah, yeah, yeah. R- I'll, Russian I'll, hacking. That'll be the last thing we talk we'll about. Yeah. talk about your trip to San Francisco. Yeah. So anyway, it's been a month and that is just like, it's been an upheaval and the turmoil and like, it's just been, it's gone from bad to worse. And now there's, there's scams and Russian hackers and just like yep. electors are saying they're not going to pick them. And, and yeah, like yep. it's just it's... Did you see today actually Facebook is has put a job listing up for someone to manage Facebook news because they're 
now slightly kind of to the side acknowledging the fact that their proclivity for the sharing of like the ability for people to share fake news on Facebook may have been a problem. So they're hiring somebody to fix Facebook and Facebook's relationship with news media and perhaps start siphoning out all of the crap that isn't actually real. Interesting. That's not a bad idea. It's not. I mean, it's a hard thing to manage. It would be, yeah. But that's also like beyond my. I'm sure they have. Lo- they've algorithms got the money and, and they've like, got the algorithms and they've got the power. They would be yeah. able to, like, if you want to still find fake news, I'm sure you could go to wherever it's being made because oh, it's yeah. being made everywhere. I mean, like, and the problem is people have to understand when it's satire and when it's not. Like, if it's from yeah. the Onion or the Beaverton. And you're taking this at face value, you have an issue. Yeah, but it's not those... Those aren't the problem. No, It's the ones that are posting things that are not true as news. Because you can make money doing it. Well, and... Echo chambers and all of that. People are just so willing... You know, they they read the headline and share it. And just be like, this is terrible. Yeah. And I've been guilty of things like that. And I haven't fact-checked. And I haven't done my due diligence. Yeah. So I'm as guilty as the next person. But I've tried to be a little bit... I also don't but share that much. But nowhere near. And if it is a, a headline that's wrong, it's not about something that's super important. Usually it's about sports or exactly a concert or something yeah. like that. Like, I think I once jumped the gun on Winnipeg moving to from uh, Atlanta to Winnipeg. I jumped the gun by, like, two days because it wasn't right. confirmed. And then I was like, okay, no, oh, I was, was right. I was, I was right. just preemptive. Just, yeah. So, like, it's never, like, Clinton eats babies. But Clinton doesn't not not eat babies. <laughs> Last year she said she was 68. <laughs> this year she said she's 69. Which <laughs> is it, Hillary? <laughs> Better keep your story straight. We haven't got a Simpsons reference, but there's, another, there's, a, clone there's a clone high reference for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so let's just leave it there. If people want politics, talk to me. Well, That's the way to do I it. I can talk to a... A degree, yeah, and I try to stay educated on it. It's just, it's there's so much crap going on, and I yeah. just sometimes, and I don't want to bury my head in the sand because that's not proactive, and no. that's not, and this is too important to bury your head in the exactly. sand. But at the same, you time, just get bombarded, and so it's just like there's too much. Yeah, you get inundated, and I just I can't handle it. Yeah. So also we have two weeks off coming, yeah. and I am going to pay zero attention to American politics through it. I'll keep an eye on Canadian because that actually matters sure. directly to me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, unless of course on the nineteenth the electors do something crazy because they possibly could. Sure, which would even interest me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they picked John Cena. what the heck what (laughs) John Cena and he just comes like bursting out and just like and then we're in idiocracy yeah right exactly (laughs) yikes how was your trip to see Temple of the Dog it was so good did I get that right yep yes it was like I'd never been to California before so I've wanted to go to San Francisco for years Mm -hmm. my grandma brought a, a tour like a, a gift shop book of Alcatraz back for me right. when I was 12 years old 13 years old or something like that it was fairly cheap and chintzy but like yeah, whatever it whatever. was cool enough and like I got to learn about Alcatraz and, and the, the prisoners and the escape attempts and like it was right. really really interesting and so I've always wanted to go see Alcatraz and so 
like I flew down the day after the election and it was crazy like oh, man it, like everybody was just so sad yeah and especially where you were going right and so like in the airports I could hear people talking on their phones about the results and and like I went to sleep and I I think I had heard that he had won but I was still in disbelief and like I don't think the entire western world slept that night because everybody couldn't believe that it happened and it like it affected my dreams and I like I, I dreamt that it wasn't like it was just it was so weird and I woke up right. the next day and I got got on the plane like uh yeah and in, in in Seattle I heard people talking about it, Vancouver then Seattle and like it was it was nuts hearing about that but then I got down there and like, people were like oh be careful like even you sent me a message being like be careful they're angry down there it's like yeah and I was and yeah. I like I was cautious but I never, and I, there were protests. Like when we went yeah. to, on the Thursday, when we went to go to Alcatraz, we had our Uber had to stop a few blocks away because there were people protesting right where he was going to go. Yeah. Now they were junior high and high school kids, and they sure. were protesting against Trump. And so I never felt like I was threatened. No, and that's fair. But at the same time, you weren't in Portland, and Portland had riots. Like, it's just there was totally. that sense and that's, there. That's exactly it. And so, like, um, I ended up messaging a friend. One of the guys who – one of my friends who lives down there, Mario, is a musician. And my first full day there, he was playing a gig at a, at a bar. And so cool. I went – yeah, and I was like, hey, man, I'm going to come see your show tonight. And so, you know, he said, okay, it's here at this time. And he said – be careful, there's protesters or you know, out there. And it's like yep. everybody was kind of on alert. And I wasn't like I wasn't ever scared, but I was I was cautious. And I just, yep. you know, especially it's my first time in a city and I like I didn't know it well enough. Like when when I was in Boston the second time, I could maneuver my way around the north end because we had been there once before. I was like, right. we go here, we go here, we go here, I know how to get there. I spent three days in San Francisco, I still have no idea what I'm doing. Except yeah. for the area that Kaylee lives, because I spent a bunch of time That's in where you that were. area, and yeah. I could explore it when the the sunshine was happening. But um, so I got to see Alcatraz, and that was really cool. Cool. I said to my brother, I was glad that it was at the beginning of my trip and not the end of the trip, just because I had built it up so much, and I it was still really cool. But it was like. It was not my favorite part of the trip. Yeah, that's fair. And I think if I would have done that last, it'd have been like, oh, these concerts were really good, and like going to the Golden Gate Bridge was really neat. But at the end of the day, it is still a prison. Exactly. Like it's an old prison. Yeah. That's what you're going to see. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> so like, it was pretty remarkable. Like we got to do the when we went to the to the cell house, we actually got to do. There's an audio tour, and you got to. It would just kind of guide you through, and so I got to learn because I never had really. Like I, you got to see where the Battle of Alcatraz took place, and like oh, where cool. the actual like they keep the the cells where they actually where the guys actually escaped from. They're still kind of like you can they're see the cells, and yeah. yeah, and so like that part was really cool. And we got to go into like the the isolation or the solitary confinement. Oh, and, cool, yeah, yeah. Like there was some really neat parts to that, but uh, you know, so that was great. And then I did Fisherman's Wharf because you have to. You're and, there, yeah. And then the Temple of the Dog shows were great. Um, I mean. I haven't seen Pearl Jam in three years. And Has it been that long? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. I know. Seattle 2013. Wow. So it's been a long time since I've seen Pearl Jam and an even, well, not an even longer time, but like I went, to, Sarah and I drove to Red Rocks in 2014 and then uh, 2015 we went, to, like we drove to Spokane, but I haven't really gone anywhere to see a group either. Right. And so this was a good excuse and, yeah. and it was a fun show and like it was the only place with general admission. So I mean, we were eight, eight, 
there were rows, quote unquote. Then I was eight rows back from from Chris Cornell and Mike McCready, nice. and like, and I saw the shows both nights and got to see a bunch of really good friends and meet new people. And like, it was exactly cool. what I was hoping it was going to be. Nice, you know, it was a whirlwind trip, and it wasn't nearly long enough. And I, I could spend another week in San Francisco and just have the time of my life. But you know, got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. I was I only had tickets for the first night, and actually, they the San Francisco. Opera was doing Madame Butterfly. Ooh. And I came so close to buying t- a ticket for that because I could have gotten like a... Basically, it would have cost me the same to go see Madame B as it would have cost to go to the to the Temple of the Dog Show the next night. Right. But Mario and Greco were both like, come to the show again. I was like, all right. So I went and hung out <laughs> with those guys because otherwise I would have been on my own. Right. But either way, I would have been like, that could have been really fun. Like to see the San Francisco... Because when I was in New York, I got to see the, a show on Broadway and like... Yeah. I would like to see how other cities do theater in the states, but like, well, and opera, San sure. Francisco opera is probably per- yeah. No, I wasn't correcting oh, yeah, yeah, you on no, no, that. No, no. I was yeah, just yeah. like, and, well, and it's opera, it's a, and it's the <laughs> SFO. Like, yeah, it would be pretty remarkable to see, and it just yeah. didn't. You know, when your buddies are like, no, no, come to the show, and you know, exactly. we'll hang out. It's like, it's well, not... you're wanting to be careful, and you never know what those opera crowds are going to be. That's true. Yeah, bunch of bunch of rabble there. <laughs> We're at 40 minutes, so I was just like, yeah, let's uh, let's go. Yeah. You should put up your pictures at some point. I will, yeah. I'll Do it in, like, in miscellaneous the new year, or something. Yeah, in the new year, I'll, I should be back to writing somewhat regularly. It's just, it's been a tumultuous fall, so I'll try and get back to things because I enjoy writing and I don't want to leave Sean to do it all, and he's been taking all of it. So, yep. uh, yeah, once, once we kind of get into a regular routine again, then anyway. Cool. I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions. Or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. Don't know why I put a pause there. And we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, or you can Facebook us at The Guys From. That's still a thing that exists. Yep. Or how about this? You invent your own universe, come up with a fictional newspaper, say something along the lines of, I don't know, a Daily Planet or Bugle, something like that. When you do the movie version of it, get J.K. Simmons to play the editor of that paper. And then, when the headlines are coming out, the first thing that the headlines produce is a question to us. Which we could totally tackle for episode 456? Sounds about right. Great. If you enjoy the Guys From Podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can. It is the easiest way for this podcast to grow as if somebody that you know is told that you like the podcast. Stands to reason. Exactly. Also, if you could throw us a rating and review on iTunes, that would help immensely as it helps us in the rankings and it makes it easier for random people to find us. We are available on pretty much anything that podcasts can be listened to on, including Player FM, Podbean, Blueberry App, Stitcher, you name it, Pocket Casts, we're there. Hey Dave. Yeah? Is there anything you wanted to plug? You guys, to hell with the Olympic tournament, to hell with the Stanley Cup playoffs, the best hockey tournament of the year is happening soon. The World Juniors is fast approaching, and I can't wait. Oh, I thought it was the World Cup. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> I love hockey. I love all kinds of hockey. There's something about the World Juniors because the, the competition is so good. It's It always starts Boxing Day. Every time I hear the ads for it on TSN and like you get the music in the background, it's just like, 
I get so excited. They were talking about it on the radio today. Nice. The World Juniors is fast approaching. First games are Boxing Day. It runs through the New Year's. The competition is going to be really tight this year. If you can check it out, check it out. Do it. John? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this exhausting yet fun podcast, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, back when Dave wrote, there were things on The Simpsons, upcoming, there will be some video game stuff, all sorts of things. Wait, where can they find that again, Sean? www.theguysfrom.com. Oh, yeah. Head to ihorror.com for all of your horror news interview and review needs, or check out the Instagram to see specifically what I am up to. And I've talked about it already, but Hail Caesar, the Coen Brothers movie that came out earlier in 2016, I feel was quite underrated. A lot of people did not enjoy it as much as I think they thought. I don't know if they were looking for something different than what it was, because it's very light and kind of fun as far as a Coen Brothers movie goes, but I really enjoyed it. However, always keep in mind, I have a very wide, wide range of knowledge when it comes to classic film, and there's a ton of references. That's fair. Special thanks to The Sweets for our wonderful opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com, and also a special thanks to George Lucas for inventing Star Wars. I mean... Rogue One, right? Yes. I know he's not doing anything with it. I'm just saying, like, how excited are we? We just talked about it. I'm glad he has nothing to do with this movie. (laughs) But if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have Rogue One coming out. So thank you for that. This has been episode 146 of the Guys From Podcast, the Exhausted Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is Long John Lev and their song Charity Quilt. If you like what you hear, you can check them out at their website, www.longjohnlev.com. There's no H in that John, just in case you guys were wondering. It's also in the show notes. Oh, there you go. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, email us. Send us an MP3 or the download link to your SoundCloud along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We're big fans of the indie community, and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by Naps. Naps. Please send us some naps. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? I'm glad this was done. Well, I'm a living rendition of a charity quilt Stitched from pieces of these people in these lives I built I stitched that for something for the rest But who I really am isn't my best guess but Who I really am isn't my best guess Oh, won't you tell me who I am On both sides of a civil war Yeah, I don't really know what I'm fighting for To be better or worse, it's a definite yes But who I really am isn't my best guess Who I really am isn't my best guess Oh, would you tell me who I am?